Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. For his faithfulness, we thank God for his loving kindness. We thank God for all that he has done, he's doing, and he's still going to do in our lives. I bring greetings to you in your various homes, your various iPhones and your Samsung phones, and also your TVs and computers as you are listening to this live broadcast i'm trusting god that your life will never remain the same even after this encounter we want to continue our series on the believer's authority the believer's authority part four will be taken today for some time now we have been delving deep into the word of god on the believer's authority we have been seeing from god's word that when jesus ascended on high before he ascended on high and gave gifts to men, one of the things he declared to us was from the resurrection that all power, all authority had been given to him and the same authority he gave to us as many that believe on him. And we have been exploring those things that are rightfully ours by virtue of our giving our hearts and our lives to Jesus. There had been an exchange program. Some things changed in the realm of the spirit to our favor ever since, and we have been explored. So the devil, so sometimes still people wonder, how come the devil still has so much power, so to speak? How come he still has so much authority, so to speak? How come he still can do things here and there over people? He has a right. That's right. But over every believer, over every child of God, he has no right. I'm going to say that again because some of you didn't get that. Over every child of God, the devil has no right. But over every other person that is not a child of God, he has right. Until his lease expires, according to Revelations 2021. So from now till his lease expires, he has that authority, but not over you. Come on, let somebody say good amen there. He has no authority, say it, for me. So the devil is vicious. He's a vicious devil we are fighting with. He's a vicious enemy. He's very vicious. Though he's a defeated foe, he's, he's vicious. He won't give up. He knows that he has lost the battle. He knows his future. He knows what's going to happen to him at the end of the day. But guess what? The devil don't give up. That's why I wonder and I marveled and I'm amazed at believers who give up. Even your enemy won't give up. He knows he's lost the battle. He won't give up. How much more you that you have been declared the winner from the very beginning? Praise God. How much more you? That is why giving up is not part of the covenant for us. He said, we are not of them that draw back. We are to the winning of souls. Really? With all the hardship, with all the trials, with all the temptations, with everything we'll go through, he said, cursed is even the man that puts his hand on the plow and does what? turns back. You see why it's cursed? Even the enemy of your soul won't give up. So come on, tell yourself it's too late for the devil. My life. I won't give up. 
it's not my, the plan of God for my life. To give up, to cave in, to lose heart, it's not God's plan. So I will never be involved in anything that is not God's plan. I won't be involved in it. No, but Satan, I want to repeat that again. Satan has no right. He has no right to dominate anyone who is a believer. He has no right to dominate Christians. And you should know this. That is why we are teaching this series. For you to know, not to assume, but to know. He has no right over your life, over your children, over your family, over your domain. He has no right. The mere fact he tries to exercise and check whether you know your rights or not doesn't mean he has a right. Hello? Sometimes he comes knocking on the door. He comes knocking by giving you symptoms of sicknesses, symptoms of diseases, symptoms or clues to make you feel that everything is not going to be all right. He brings winds of contradiction, negative news. All you've got to tell, let him know is that you know you know the end of the day. All, I, all you are calling me to do now is to exercise my authority. I'm going to push him back. Bible says resist the devil. And he will do what? He will flee from you. Resist him. Resist him steadfastly. Scripture says. Because he has no right. I see you win on every side. I see every negative news coming your way. Being turned around. To a positive news. Why? This is your month of progress. And in every area of your life, I see you make progress. In the name of Jesus. Let me hear a good amen from you. Jesus has given us power. He has given us authority. According to Luke 10. Luke 10, 19. He has given us power. He's given us authority to tread upon serpents, upon scorpions, and over all the power, over all, all, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You even have an insurance coverage. Because some people say, oh, what of if I go to the enemy's territory? What of if he comes back against me? Hey, the word of God is for you. Say nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory be to God. Believers can put a stop to the world, the works of the devil, by using their authority in Christ. Everywhere you identify, everywhere you see the work of the devil, you can put a stop to it. Like what is going on in our world today. You can put a that no my neighborhood. Praise God. In my city, one or two or three has tried to come, but you can exercise authority and push back. Do you whatsoever ye shall demand? Demand in my name. You see, when you are asking for something, you are asking, well, because it's not your right, it's not your privilege, you are asking, it's at the mercy of the person you are asking from. But God said, no, you lay demand in my name. Why? Because I've given you the right to demand it. Whatever you don't like in your neighborhood, you have a right to demand. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
whatever you don't like in your life, you have a right to demand. Whatever you don't like happening around you, you have a right, a God-given authority to demand. Praise God. And sometimes, what of, I'm going to get there today, what of if you are laying a demand and you don't see changes, what do you do? I'm going to answer that during the answering time. Because that's a question in some people, sir. What of if? What? Look, the devil that knows he's a loser, he's still trying. You have given up before you even tried. Hallelujah. You don't let that happen. Praise God. Praise God. Are you getting something today? Amen. Many people, however, simply don't stand up and exercise their rights. This is where I get tired of Christians sometimes. This is where I try, I, I, I try not to lose it myself. Come on, believers. Get some steel in your bones. This is the time to stand. The world needs you. The world needs you. That's why we cannot fear their fear. They need us to stand up. They don't have any authority. They know that. Praise God. They know that something greater has to come against this virus. They know that. But you have been boasting to them a long time ago that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When are you going to exercise what's on the inside of you? When? The authority of a believer. We have sat down for too long. This is the time we need to announce to our neighborhood and let them know that no virus is coming near here. Why? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I've said that. Let God be true and everyone be what? A liar. And afterwards they'll say, oh, he said so. That guy must be bold about what he knows. That guy must be genuine about what he knows. And how many people know that people will remember? They will. Amen. In your place of work, call them. Call everyone and let them know that you are praying for them. Praise God. There was a time a, 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 a colleague of mine at work, he was in a kind of trouble. He was in a, a criminal lawsuit and all that. And it was so clear that there is no way he can win by law. Praise God. This is a guy who didn't believe. He didn't believe. He didn't believe in the Lord. He's, you can call him an atheist. But I let him know I was praying for him. I let him know I was praying for him. I visited his home. The one that is an atheist, I said, let us pray. Praise God. The one that won't say hello to you. But you see, when people are in need, show up. Are you listening to me? Like right now that people are scared, people are, show up for them. Praise God. I prayed for this gentleman and I let him know it is well. I called him from time to time, encouraged him that I'm praying for you and it will be over soon. Praise God. Prayed for him, prayed for him, prayed for him, prayed for him. It looked as if there was no way he could escape. Praise God. He was innocent in the matter, but you know, uh, ignorance is not an excuse in the court of law. But do you know what happened at the end of the day? Not only did he escape, he honored my invitation to come to church. Praise God. 
I'm still working on his salvation. He's very close. You know, somebody that has been an atheist for a while, but he had seen the hand of God. He had seen that if not for God, there must be something in this. He will not want to admit, but he's closer. Amen? He's closer. And I'm believing God, this year 2020 will be his year. I'm still working on it. Still work. But now I have an audience with him, an audience I wouldn't have before. Now, how did that happen? Exercising. Exercising your authority as a believer. Exercising your authority. Not only for you, people around you need you. Amen? This is the time the world needs us. Can I hear a good amen? So we're talking about breaking the power of the enemy. Praise God. The turning, the thing that makes Christianity different from every other religion is the fact that Christianity is not a religion. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. Amen? This is what we do as a Christian. We exercise our God-given authority. It's our lifestyle. Amen? It's our lifestyle. This is what we do. Praise God. Why do we behave that way? This is what we do. It's our lifestyle. Praise God. Many times too often, Christians are afraid of the devil. They have more faith in the devil's power than of God's power. Isn't that true? We can see it with what is happening today. Well, we will observe all that, social distancing, you know, whatever they are saying we should do. Don't do that. That's our social responsibility to help those who do not have the faith. We will do that. Praise God. But people are more, bro- they broadcast more what coronavirus can do. That, oh, it can wipe out the, the whole world. Praise God. It can wipe out the whole world. The rate at which is God, people are living in the fear of it. They are living in the fear of it. Now, I'm not a prophet of doom. Listen. Carefully. Up to date, perhaps altogether, about 8,000 cases or 8,000 deaths. It's not up to 8,000, but let's just uh, approximate 8,000 deaths. In United States alone, from January to date, approximately 30,000 people have died of flu. Next door. Did you hear anything like that? All over the world, from January to date, died of flu is about 110,000. All over the world. How many people has flu killed to date? 8,000 to 110,000. Cancer. Cancer. You know how many people have died of cancer? Praise God. And so on and so forth. Now, we are not saying it's not a serious issue. That's not what we're saying. But let's go by the facts and not the fear. Oh, pastor, you missed the point. The thing is that it's the rate. It's the rate at which it can wipe out. It's the rate at which it can kill. I hear you. What about the rate at which God can heal? What are the rates at which God can deliver? 
What about the rate at which God has taken out other viruses that don't even have a cure, but we don't see them anymore? What about the power of God? So, we have in the world today, many people talk more about the power of the enemy. What is that ability to do? Like the other day, in my place of work, somebody was saying, huh, the world is going to be a different place. Let's start preparing. Let's start preparing. It's going to be a different place. Do you know how many people will die now? Just between now and the end of the month. So, and some people brought out, they wanted to be calculated. If you calculate anything there, praise God. Fear, fear. What about, let's talk more about what the power of God can do. A man of God like John G. Lake, I said it in the newscast I sent to you, that I broadcasted of research. John G. Lake, in the epidemic that broke, epidemic that broke out in South Africa, how the virus of the day was touching his body. I was dying under that microscope. How, 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 how come we can't have that kind of faith? He doesn't carry another life that is different from the life of God that you and I have received. That wherever we are, coronavirus dies a natural death. By just hearing the sound of our voices, it should be pushing back. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That your voice is that is anointed. Let's talk more about the power of God. Let's talk about more about the power of God that when they touch the hem of our own garment, they receive their healing. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, just to balance it, keep the social distancing. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. To make some people comfortable. Amen. But let's talk more about the power of God. Are you listening to me? The power of God. Walk around with the mentality that he can't come near your own dwelling place. You have God-given authority. Everybody says, I have God-given authority. Why? Why can we talk this way? Because the word of God says so. It's not because pastor had a good meal. That's why he's talking so. No. Even though I had a good meal. First John 4.4. 1 John 4.4. 4. What does he say in 1 John 4.4? 4? Greater is he that is where? That is where? In, in pastor? In your friend? In who? Come on, talk to me at home. Where is the greater one? In you. In you. The greater one is in you. We need to live in the consciousness of what is on our inside. The greater one lives in you. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Godhead bodily speaking, lives on the side, inside of you. The one that created the whole world lives on the inside of you. Can you live in the consciousness of that just for a day, a week, an hour, a, a month, a, a year? Just live in the consciousness of that. That he lives on the inside of you. And because he lives on the inside of you, it makes a whole lot of difference. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can defeat anything in the world because you are greater than it. Greater than coronavirus lives on the inside of you. Hello. When coronavirus comes in contact with that thing that lives on the inside of you, it has to give up. I did not hear your amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory be to God. 
So when we fully understand that the spirit of God dwells in us, we will be masters over the powers of darkness and everything they bring against us, including sickness, including bondage, including torment, including coronavirus. You, you will exercise your authority over them. Praise God. But we have to give credence. We have to give consciousness to what we carry. And all the promises of God that has backed us up. He did not only say that we'll exercise authority. He said he will be with us always. His presence will be the hallmark of our life. Praise God. So believers, uh, this is the time. If you remember when we started this series, I said we need to know these things before trouble comes. You remember? You remember I said it? You need to know it. I don't like teaching this but I thank God it met us during this period anyway. It gives us a practical example. But I don't like teaching it based on fear. No. This is who we are. We must live in the consciousness of the greater one that lives on the inside of us. And exercise ourselves in it. Pray. Glory be to God. So whatever you shall ask in my name, whatever you shall demand in my name, praise God, Lord. According to John 14, 13, it says, What things soever we ask, whatsoever we ask in his name. Come on, think about that. Whatever you ask in my name. I told you the grips of Jesus said, Whatever you demand in my name. Whatever you lay demand on in my name. Praise God. Whatever you lay demand on, in my name, I will give it to you. Thank you, Jesus. I want to quickly share 10 facts, quickly. 10 facts to know about your authority. 10 facts to know about your authority. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Number one, fallen angels are evil spirits who have been dethroned by the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you say something's an evil spirit, evil is falling, falling angels. They have been what? Detroned. Everybody say detroned. Number two, the authority Christ wrought for us is for today, not for sometime in the future. It's for when? Today. Some people think that authority will use it in heaven. Is that correct? No, it's for today. Today, that authority in, in, in short should be used from now. You remember I told you that the God of this world, when is this lease going to expire? When is this lease going to expire? The devil on this earth, his authority as the God of this world. When is it going to expire? Come on, I taught you that today. Revelations 20. Till when it's locked up. Okay? When it's locked up. In eternal lake of fire. So he still has authority on this earth till then. So you need the authority that Jesus had given to you to combat him on this part of eternity. 
because he's a stubborn devil, he doesn't want to take instructions, he doesn't want to take the authority of God's word, but you've got to resist him, you've got to force him to. Do you understand that? That's what you call warfare. And we do it constantly and consistently because he's a, he's a stubborn devil who doesn't like to obey. The picture of him in the Old Testament is Pharaoh. He said, let my people go that they may serve me. He will let you go for a while. What will he do the next day? He said, no, you will not go anywhere again. And, and God kept on warning Moses that he would not let you go. Huh? He will not let you go. He will still raise his ugly head. But on every warfare, you are going to defeat him. But he won't give up. Even when the, en when the enemy came to meet Jesus, after three shots at Jesus Christ, the Bible says he left him for a, for a while. For a while. Hey, he don't give up. But let him know that you are tougher too. If he's tough, you are tougher. You understand? The enemy will deal with us. Understand him. A lot of us, we don't understand him. He, he attacks us here, we win. He attacks us there, we win. Then he attacks us again. Then he says, Am I the only one? Am I the only one? He, he, he wants what you have. He ain't going to give up on you. But you got to keep on exercising your God-given authority. And I tell you, it is fun to always trash the devil. It is fun. It is fun to kick him around. It is fun to put him exactly where he belongs. Where does he belong? Come on, let me hear. Under my feet. Praise God. Praise God. Can I hear a good amen from you? Praise God. I hope you are enjoying yourself tonight. Praise God. So, number three. Because the devil has a right to be on the earth until Adam's lease expires, he can rule over people until they are born again. It is when they get born again that that dominion, that right the enemy has over the human race expires. But it's one at a time. The salvation is the only way of escape from the domain of darkness, of the devil. Did you get that? If you got it, say, I got it. Amen. Number four, through Christ, Christians can dominate the devil. Through Christ. Through Jesus, you can dominate the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Christ. Number five. Number five. Because Jesus is not on the earth physically, all his authority has been, has been given, has been, will be exercised through his church. All his authority will be exercised through his body, which is the church. Amen. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. Who is the body of Christ? You and I. Who are to exercise his authority on the earth? You and I, the body of Christ, the church of the living God. Are you listening to me? We are to carry out that authority. Like how coronavirus is troubling the earth now, we, the body, we should exercise the authority of Christ against. And if you look at Christ, the head, the body, 
Where does the devil belong underneath our feet? So the body of Christ, once we are together, once one is not scattered here and there, once we are together, what happens? We exercise dominion over the devil. That's how we win, hands down. Hands down. That's why the devil wants to divide us. Do you understand? He knows how it works. He knows that when we are divided, that authority is not complete. He knows that, okay, can you imagine this body now? If this arm is over there, the leg is over there, the bum is over here, the feet is over there, the ears are over there. Now, now, now what happens? Where is it? The, the devil belongs under my feet. Feet will say, where? You understand? So when we are divided, he knows the strategy. That's why he would do everything to keep us divided. He will give us reasons to keep us divided. Good reasons. So that his aim is that he knows the judgment is he's to be under your feet. But if you don't have a feet again, <laughs> you can't get in. You see? He knows. So that's why he will make you. In the choir, he will make you fight each other. Why? The devil can't be under your feet. Praise God. He will make technical and choir fight each other. You are not projecting the songs well. This one is not doing this well. He will make that brother and that sister go at it. And so on and so forth. Once the body is not in unity, he just takes the free day. He laughs. And he gives you good reasons. You understand? He gives you good reasons. He gives you good reasons. Even death has a reason for why to take somebody's life. Isn't it so? Even when somebody is not ripe at the age of death, death will say, oh, it's because he caught a disease. He caught a sickness. You understand? Death must have a reason. It must have a reason. There must be a reason that, okay, I'm going to take this life. Right. There must be a reason. So that's why the devil wants to give us reasons. It's just to make sure that he wins his lost battle. So everybody says, I ain't going to give him a chance. No way. So this is why we need each other. It's on days like this. So that we will not fail our generation. So we will not fail our world. So that in the day of battle, we are not going to be like the children of Issachar. They said they were armed. On the day of battle, they were nobody. Why? Simply because the principles of God's word are not followed. And the enemy understands this. He knows now, once these people are in unity, oh, whatever they say, whoa, he's not going to have a space there. That's why he tries. Before he strikes, he will make sure he disunites. And he will give you, what did I call those kind of reasons? Good reasons. He's smart. He knows if, if it's a flavorous reason, you will not consider it. He knows you are smart. So he give you a good reason to hold on. And people will hold on to their reason. Hold on tight. Hold on. Hold on. Don't let go. Don't let go. Give them a good reason and they will hold on to it. There's nothing you want to say from now till tomorrow. They say they are not fools. 
they saw it, they will hold on tight. And they will lose the whole point. Uh, but people are dying. Destinies are failing. The devil will say, don't listen to that. Hold on tight. Hold on to your reasons. And I told you there are what kind of reasons? Good reasons. That's not my preaching today. That's for another day. The good reason the devil will always give you. Number six, the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam, who became the substitute, the substitutional sacrifice for us. He took my place. He took your place on the cross. And you should understand that, that no, the devil has nothing against you. Everything he has against you, Jesus has taken it on your behalf. Like today, you might want to exercise the authority. You bring the bad, bad things you did in times past. Hey, you are not qualified. But you've repented of it. It still says you are not qualified. It says, oh, you have been forgiven in the blood, blood of the Lamb. That was yesterday. And so on and so forth. It doesn't want. But listen, you need to tell the devil that Jesus had taken your place on the cross. Are you listening to me? And all those things you had on me, it has been nailed on the cross. Jesus has taken it away. You understand that? Praise God. Seventh fact, if the devil is able to keep, praise God, if the devil is able to keep us in the arena of unbelief and reason, he will be able to whip us on every battle. Again, if he's able to keep us in the area of unbelief. Listen to me, unbelief is friend. Never worship in unbelief avenue. Never stay around people that don't believe. That's why in seasons like this, I'm careful where I stroll to and where I talk and where I walk and what I discuss and who I share with. Because unbelief is simple to sow in your heart. Unbelief can cripple into your heart. Before you know it, the news, the new, uh, now somebody like me, I'm a news fan. I listen to news a lot. But I listen to news with a sieve. Hmm? Because when it's coming, <laughs> if you are not careful, it will sow in your heart. And before you stand up from your chair from that news, your mind and everything will just be negative. Praise God. You must keep your spirit here alive. And what does your spirit mean? It's the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Put it in there. That's how to exercise. The person of authority, you have to see the information that comes to your mind and to your spirit. You have to. You have to. Because the enemy knows the only way he can stop you is feed you wrongly. And once he feeds you wrongly, aha, uh -huh, you can't exercise that authority. He puts unbelief in you. He puts fear in you. And so on and so forth. Number eight, the most effective way to pray can be to demand our rights of the devil. That's the most effective way. Sometimes we forget this as believers. You don't know how to lay demand. 
I demand that coronavirus packs its bags and baggages out of my city. You are not permitted in this city. You are not permitted in my neighborhood. You are not permitted on my street. You are not permitted in my place of work. You are not permitted anywhere I go. Praise God. You lay a demand. A demand. Praise God. And they know that greater is he that is where? On the inside of you. As you are speaking, you are speaking of the authority of the Holy Spirit. The words that you speak, they are what? Spirit and they are life. You've got to believe that. If you speak in it, don't believe it. Who will believe it? The devil or the demons? You've got to first believe it. That I'm speaking with authority from the highest authority. From the authority that constituted this world. Right there on the inside of me. And he has given me that authority. What I don't like, I take it out. What I want, I put it in. Praise God. How will it work? By standing on the word. That's how it works. Praise God. Now there are some things. Let's forget coronavirus. There are some things that should be in your life. They are not there. The question is, when did you exercise that authority? When did you last place a demand on those things to show up in your lifeline? When last did you command that it be put on your path? Praise God. Thank God for people like Daniel, who didn't have the Holy Ghost at all, but they laid a demand. They stood there. That an angel of God had to come and quickly inform him. From day one, we had been worried. From day one, there was a war. We had your prayers from day one. But there's a, thank God he stood there in prayers and fast. He laid a demand. Sometimes when we look at believers today, these days we are too weak. Sometimes we just shiver over little things. Praise God. We should get more bone and more steel in our bone and stand our ground against the devil. Push back. Resist him. Steadfastly, the scripture says, he will flee. We need to build our stamina. Why do you think a church like this gives you to calibrate for six hours? It's to build that stamina. That in the time of trouble, you know how to stand and lay demand that I won't go because authority has been given to me. You say, see to it that no man cheats you. No, you can't cheat me, devil. On this matter, I lay demand. I won't let it go. This is my right. This is my God-given privilege. Can I hear an Amen. John 14, 13 says again, whatsoever you shall ask in my name. The Greek word ask there means demand. Whatsoever you shall lay demand on in my name. Praise God. Our faith based on the wall. If we don't see any change in our situation, and this is why I want you to lay, pay good attention. Our faith is based on what? On the word of God. Let's say you stand on the world and you don't see any change 
in what you are blaming demand on or what you are believing God for. There are no changes. Let's say you have calibrated for six weeks. You still don't see the change. Maybe for three months, you don't see the change. Maybe for six months, you don't see the change. And you have been constant. You've been consistent. Praise God. After using your authority, what should we do? Listen to me. After using your authority, we should not be moved by what we see. What are you seeing? No changes. So, therefore, what should you do? Give up? The scripture says, don't be moved by what you see. What you are seeing is what? It's temporal. The real deal is coming your way. Guess what? God doesn't lie. Stand there. It will meet you. <laughs> I say stand there. It will what? It will meet you. All those who are mocking you today are coming to celebrate with you. They say, oh, we thought it could not happen for you. We thought it could not work. In fact, let me confess to you, we were laughing at you. But all of them are going to come and bow to the God you serve. That I have tremendous respect for your faith. Stand, beloved. Stand. In the midst of contradictory situation, maintain your stand. He's not a man that would lie. He's not the son of man that would repent. Keep on exercising the authority. He didn't lie when he gave you that power. He didn't lie when he gave you that authority. Are you listening to me? Keep on standing there. Keep on standing there. Amen? It's not by power. It's not by my. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Praise God. Have you been blessed? Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise God. Are those ten facts going to work for you? Yeah, they're going to work for you. So keep on standing. No matter what the enemy throws at you, keep on standing. Praise God. Keep on standing and stand strong. I'll give you scriptures like John 16, 24. Read it when you get old. John 16, 23 to 24. In that day you shall ask of me son nothing. Very, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Learn to lay a demand. He said whatsoever you ask the Father. Ah, ah, that's an open check. That's an open check. Unless it's not in his will, that's all. And how do I know what's in his will or not? The word of God. I will take this word to him that is in his will, that is his mind, his purpose, his will, and his intention for my life. I, the only thing to do is to locate it. Once I find it, he said, whatever I ask the father, in his name, do it. So all I need to do is to sit like that man at the pool of Bathsheba. Just sit there until you hear his voice. Like Habakkuk, he said, I will stand upon my word. That's a demand. I'm not moving an inch until I hear from him. You will sort this matter out. Glory be to God. That's 23. What about 24? 
24. Therefore, he have asked nothing in my name. You see that? You haven't asked anything. God wants to show you greater mighty things. You have not asked enough. Believe are too low in asking. Praise God. Imagine, imagine a multimillionaire coming here now. Let's say Bill Gates of the United States. And he's saying that, look, I just decided to give uh, a few people 10 million each, minimum. Ask how much you want. Will you ask for $10? That's what believers do. God gives you a, a plan. It's not a, money. Money is an invention of man. That's not. That's not. He say ask for things. Ask, lady man. You know there are sometimes you need to do an exercise of just asking. Praise God. There was a time in my life I did that. I just wanted to find out that God can answer anything, and I went to a, a firm. Not that. I knew it was a difficult firm to go and work. Are you listening to this? It will bless somebody. I, I, I knew it was a difficult firm to go and work. Let, let me even tell you. I won't mention the name of the company. It's the biggest construction company in Canada. When I, after I got employment there, they were asking me, who did I know to get inside here? <laughs> I just laughed. I know the one that owns this firm. That's it. Are you listening to me? There is nowhere. I just wanted to exercise my, 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 my God-given authority. My God-given authority. That, can this thing work? I want to test it in my life. I don't want to preach it. I just want to test it also. Does it work? It does. Listen to me. As a believer, let it not be said of you, you are looking for work anymore. Amen? No, you are not. <laughs> Based on this thing that we are reading, your authority as a believer, excuse me, a thousand cattle upon the hill, who owns it? All silver and gold, who owns it? Your father. And where does he live? Where does he live? On the inside of you. And the same one that owns everything lives on the inside of you then you are still begging. Ah, no, 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 no. If it's this year, let it be this year. If it's a six-month project, three-month project, this must change. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm going to exercise my authority. I will exercise my authority in this area. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Are you being blessed? Exercise your authority. It could be in the area of health. Maybe it's a long-term sickness. Exercise your authority. There's no one who hasn't been through that. I've been through a time in my life. No, no, uh, no I mean, for, for over 20 years. No, no drugs, no nothing. But it was a time. You know the time. Uh, even until recent. Still challenged me again. I had some challenges on my leg. I did all manner of tests. I did all, I went to the doctors. I did, thank God for my wife. My wife would insist, no, you have to go. I will confess the word of God from morning to night. I will do all sorts in anguishing pain and so on and so forth. I said, no, the word of God is bigger than this. The word of God settles this. After going to the doctors, and they said they found nothing. I would tell them, no, there is still pain. We'll go, we'll still do it. There was a time. 
that um, it was still, still came to pick me in the airport from Saskatoon. Uh, I think this was about four years ago. Came to pick me in the airport. And the pain was so heavy that it practically lifted me into the car. I was dragging, excruciating pain. The following morning, he was in my house again to take me to the clinic. I said I wasn't going. My wife was ready not to go to work until he sees me go to the clinic. I said, okay, drive me to my friend. I told you I had many friends that are doctors. I said, okay, examine it so we'll know how to put our faith. They looked at everything, did blood tests, nothing. Until later, they now said, okay, they have to change my diet. Uh, there are some things I shouldn't be eating. Then they took a lot of things off my diet and so on and so forth. And uh, here I am today. I'm still standing on the word of God. Praise God. Praise God. So it could be your, it could. Now, now what made them find, find those things? And guess what? One of the things they said, I should stop eating, take it out of my diet. Ah. You know those, those things you can't give up? <laughs> meat. Praise God. One of it is red meat. How can they take meat away? Meat. <laughs> is your name not Peter? Kill and eat. Is that not what you told Peter? Kill and eat. Praise God. Red meat. Hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe it. But, you know, if not for the exercising the authority, that revelation will not come out. Praise God. And ever since, it has been better. And any time I miss the meat and I go for the meat, you will see <laughs> the leg will show up again. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. So, are you going to exercise your God-given authority? You should. Now, the assignment in this season is start looking for the areas of your life that you need to go exercise that authority. You must go exercise it. Praise God. I said praise God. Praise God. So let me give you one other scripture. Second Timothy 1.7. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a Sound mind. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I wanted to uh, I wanted to praise God. Uh, I don't know whether we have any questions. Do we have any questions? Have you been blessed tonight? Have you been blessed? Praise God. So don't forget, it's time to exercise what our God-given authority. Praise God. Praise God. The enemy has got the power to still be out of this world over the human race, but not over any believer. Don't forget that. He has no power over you. But don't forget he has authority over those people who are not believers. Amen. That is why the safety net for everyone out there is first to give his or her life to Christ so that he is removed from the bondage of the enemy. Then that person can also exercise 
is our authority. Let's put our hands together for Jesus tonight. I trust that you have been blessed at home also watching this broadcast. I believe that your life will never remain the same. Let's go into our world and kick out that foul spirit of coronavirus. Uh, we are glad that uh, positive news are coming. Isn't it so? I'm sure you have been paying attention to the media. At least for now, they're saying chloroquine, uh, hype, Hypo, high, hydro, hydrochloroquine is, uh, uh, is uh, stopping the virus now. It hasn't been confirmed, but at least it's a positive news that they found something that can at least put a pause to it in the physical. Uh, but we of the spiritual know we are being higher species. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Let's thank him again for doing what he only can do. So, just as a word of advice, still go on your normal duties. There are a lot of things you can do for yourself in this season. I sent out some things on the is it workers uh, workers platform. Over 450 courses you can do. Some of us that will need to take time off during this time. Don't just play it off. Uh, read your Bible. Stay on the word. But at the same time, you can do courses, online courses. These online courses are free. And they are coming from Ivy League universities just to support. You can do it. And guess what? Before you even get back to your employers, you have improved yourself. And they can promote you to that director position that you have been believing God for because you did one or two strategic courses during this period. So make sure you do it. And um, of course, maintain social distancing. Uh, do what you need to do. Encourage people around your neighborhood. Encourage them for Jesus. Share, share the, on the website. Share information about our online services that people can tune in. They wouldn't come to church in the first place, but they can tune in. Amen? And be part of what God is doing in these last days. Amen? Encourage people. Let's call one another as a church. Encourage one another. Call members of this church family. Call yourselves. Uh, don't just come and say, oh, you are hibernating or whatever. Call, call each other. Encourage each other. Share good word with each other. Talk about the service today forever. For, for example, uh, pray for one another. Join each other on the prayer line and say, oh, let's exercise our authority over this coronavirus and in other areas that we need authority. Amen? And God will bless us in a powerful way. Let me hear you say, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, um, just before calling for the offering, I want to ask, are uh, there... Uh, the people online are waiting for your questions. If you have any question, you can just quickly send it through the app. Uh, instructions to download the app, if you don't have, it's also on the website there. Uh, praise God. Um, so questions. We have a minimal live audience here as well. So um, I can assure you, we are not up to 20. <laughs> praise God. All right. Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Yes, please, my sister.
Charlotte, check for me if there's any question from the online audience. I have a question concerning something you said. So you said um, believers can put a stop to the work of the devil by exercising their authority in Christ. So in this um, in this um, season of coronavirus, for example, and relating it to the end time, um, just from the Bible, the word of God says that, in Matthew, that, and you shall hear of words and rumors of words, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Yeah. So my question, I, I guess it's just for you to clarify, because she said believers can put an end to the yeah. work of the devil, but then the word of God says this thing must come to pass. Yeah, it must come to pass. Don't forget that there is a phase. Believers still have authority. Uh, there is a place where the believers' authorities have seats. Amen? Okay, let me tell you the events. Some of these events, like coronavirus, a lot of events will be coming like that, but it will pass. Do you understand? It's not the end of the world. It will pass. Amen? This is not the first. This will not be the last. It will pass. Why? One of the reasons why it will pass is simply because believers are still around. Amen? No evil shall befall them. No plague will do what? Will come now they are doing plague. Praise God. Promises of God are still yea and amen. It's on them. Praise God. And in fact, it is a time for them to shine. Because when there is darkness, what happens to light? Light is more prominent. So this is a time for believers to actually shine. People should be wondering, ah, aren't you afraid of all these things? Aren't you, you know, aren't you fretting? Ah, my home, I have two stores of toilet roll. You don't even have a toilet roll. Oh, toilet roll ban. What's wrong with you? Uh -huh, you know, you are different. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Now, after this event, no doubt about it, all these are indications that Jesus is coming. Some people predict it is in our lifetime. That's, I believe strongly, but Jesus warned everybody, don't put a time to it. A lot of people have put a time to 1980, 1990, year 2000, year 2017. So, in fact, the guy who predicted 2017, hmm, if you know the Bible, you will submit. He said this is me now. But that scripture that says, even I, Jesus said, I don't know the hour of time. And I believe Jesus. Because if he knew it, he would have told this church. You know, as the bride of Christ, he would have told us that. He would have told us. He says only the Father. So, the timing don't put a date to it. That's where people commit error. But it will tell us the season. Nobody can hide it. That it's closer. If the believers then, in Paul's day, believed that it was coming next month, how much more? Aha. So the, our own duty is to prepare that he's coming. Of course, it is clear that he's coming nearer than when we first believed. If you look at the same Matthew you are quoting, Quoted, he said, when the fig tree begins to bud, that was the nation of Israel coming together. Israel has been together since when? 1948, they became a nation. So, if, so, so you can see believers in 1948, they say, ah, Israel has become a nation. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. 1948, it's over how many years now? He has not still come. So nobody knows the date, nor the hour, nor the time. But the season he promised us. 
is coming, there are the one who first believe. So what will happen is that when the rapture takes place, bam! Then, that is the day grace has ceased. The Bible makes us understand. Believers will do what? Pa, pa, pa. We are caught up in the air. The dead in Christ will do what? Will rise first. We'll meet all in the air. Early resurrection, late resurrection, we'll meet him there. Are you listening? Then after then, marriage supper of the Lamb, I teach people who go to parties today. I say, which party are you doing? The party that is going to throw for me is for how many years? Seven years. Can you imagine that? Seven years party nonstop. People are going to party 24 hours, they are tired. Seven years, he's going to be celebrating us in the firmament. Seven years. In that seven years, the first three and a half years is when the Antichrist will show up. Uh-huh. That is when all those scriptures you are talking about will now be relevant. When people are going to be shouting, help, 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 when there's no help. Disaster. Hmm? One day, you hear that one star from heaven fell down. No, it's not. The first three and a half years is peaceful. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. The first three and a half years is peaceful. Everything is peaceful. They will solve the war problem. The war between Palestine and Israel will be solved. Everything will be looking hunky-dory, rosy-rosy. One currency will be introduced. Well, I pray we are not all going to be around that time. But in case anybody is hearing this broadcast, are you around there? Ah, know that problem has come. Uh-huh. Because when that one currency is introduced, what follows after that is that the mark of the beast will be introduced at that time. Who can tell me the number of that mark? This is very scary. When we were reading this thing 20 years ago, it didn't make sense. But with technology today, you know, they are saying that they are going to take um, um, the only two places the chief, the human chief can walk is in the is in the wrist and in the forehead. The Bible predicts accurately. It said, you will receive the mark of the beast, they will receive, not you, the mark of the beast in their wrist and their forehead. They've done everything about this chip. It can only work in two places, the forehead and the wrist. How accurate could that be? The Bible was written ever before technology how accurate could that be? Those are the only two places you can walk. And they, they have told us a long time ago when we were studying computer coding, when computer first came, binary numbers and all those things. They said 666. That's the number of the beast. Praise God. And they are going to put it. So now, what that technology does is, is introducing the world order. Praise God. Uh, it's introducing the world order that is saying that now, if you go to a supermarket, Walmart, or any place, it will just be key. Everything, everything works towards a simple, simple account, one account, and uh, and everything is is computerized. Just like how the world is going now, that you can't hide anywhere your identity. Then it's your chip that will be your passport. It will be your uh, what's it called? Credit card, it will be your everything. So now, after the first three and a half years, it will be voluntary, but the last three and a half years, it will be compulsory. And the Bible says if you receive the mark of the beast, that's the end. No more eternal life. That people 
saved. There's a time of grace now that people can collect eternal life. But at that time, people will collect with their own blood. You have to save yourself. It will get to the point that people, they will cut one hand, deny Jesus Christ. Cut the next hand, deny Jesus Christ. Cut one leg, deny Jesus Cut next. It's all in the Bible, all these things. And the Bible. So the people, people will now have to save themselves by their own blood. Of course, a lot will fall by the wayside, but a remnant few will be. Anyway, that's not what we asked for the internet. Praise God. But thank you for the question. But you understand that it's at a phase of when grace has ceased. That is when that scripture, although we have a taste of some of it before, but those ones can be quenched like this one now. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.